Welcome to Smart Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy, a podcast that takes a look at stories of life and leadership for smart, amazing women and men like you. The way I can give support to the world right now is by showing up. Uh, the most important thing is don't think just that you have to bring anything. Bring yourself, show up. If you are in a position of leadership and a position of management, bring women along with you. Supporting women is Dr. Nancy's passion and her purpose, and talking with other women and men who promote women's leadership is one of her favorite things to do. I've yet to meet a woman who did not know what she really wanted. She was just either afraid to ask the questions or she was afraid of what the answers meant. Their stories connect us and help us understand that the possibilities are endless if we support each other and lift other women up. Trust is created by persistent identity. I show up in my conversations. I build relationships. I show up as myself time and time and time again. And trust is built. It's one conversation at a time. Lauren Schiller is an award-winning interviewer and the creator of numerous podcasts and radio shows, including the nationally syndicated Inflection Point, one of the first and only to exclusively cover how women rise up, build power, and lead change. Her new book, co-authored with Hadley Dynack, is It's a Good Day to Change the World, Inspiration and Advice for a Feminist Future. In addition to co-authoring with Lauren, Hadley Dynack is an activist, storyteller, and creative producer who helps causes and groups express why their work matters, join up with one another, and raise funds for impact. Now here's Dr. Nancy and her guests, Lauren Schiller and Hadley Dynack. Hello, welcome. Good to see you both. Well, thank you so much for having us. I'm ready to go. All right. Well, um, you know, this is this is how I do this, you know, and, and I think it's so important. We're going to talk about your book. It's a good day to change the world. Inspiration advice from feminist, the feminist future, a feminist future. We're going to talk about that. But I think what's always important is to find out about you all, because nobody does anything in this world. At least I don't think most people don't do things in this world unless they have a reason and a mission. You know, I mean, I did women's uh, women connect for good uh, women supporting women is because I didn't feel supported, mm. you know, back then. And I felt like uh, I was a tomboy. I, I had more fun with boys than I did with girls. So but then got married, had had girls one after another, you know, so God, God, she's got a great sense of humor. And I went, OK, I get it. I get it. I'm going to have to learn to be a woman. I'm going to learn to have to like it. But at first, I've got to find other women that feel the same way. And being different, you know, is, is and, I, and I think most of us are different. We're different from any, we're alike, but we're different in so many ways. But, okay, the two of you working together, that's one thing. But tell me just a little bit about each one of you, why you're sitting here today. Tell me that. Who wants to start? I, I can start. So okay. I'm, I'm Lauren Schiller. I'm a radio producer and host, and uh, I'm an author. And most recently, of It's a Good Day to Change the World. And the book is an energizing, optimistic guidebook for a feminist future. Um, And it features stories and tools from women who are leading change right now. And the reason that, I mean, the the backstory for that really, I'm going to have to say starts with my mom, actually. So growing up, I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And (laughs) and, uh, although I'm sitting here. Yes, I understand. 
sitting here in California right now. Um, and she was, she herself was a, a leader of change. She was the first in her family to get a PhD, let alone graduate from college. Um, she took me to March for the Equal Rights Amendment. Wow. And she always told me these stories of her aunts, who are my great aunts, who were change makers of their time in mid in the mid 20th century. You know, they were um, artists, performers, uh, activists, organizing for labor, an educator, even a radio host, which I loved finding out. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, having these women as as kind of emotional role models was super important to me. And, you know, between them and and my dad, who was always super supportive, I felt like, you know, I can do and be anything I want to be, right? So I entered the world feeling very optimistic, went off to college, worked at a radio station. When I uh, graduated, I then worked for a performing arts center and ultimately ended up working in advertising. I worked for one of the best agencies in the world, um, helping tell uh, brand stories. I did that for a huge part of my career. Had two daughters also, one after the other, although I had I have a brother and I always imagined I'd have a boy and a girl. But no, I ended up with two amazing girls who are now young women. Uh-huh. And um, when I, so anyway, working in advertising, um, I bumped up against the Great Recession. And that's the, the opportunity that I took to go back to my love of radio. And I started a show, which um, in 2008 was one of the first female-led podcasts and radio shows. And then a few years later, I started noticing that um, women were were trending. We were, you know, we were. There was a lot of conversation about women and leadership and how mu- how much progress we'd made, um, you know, since I went on that march on Washington. But still, I was observing how many setbacks we we were still facing. Right. right. And I realized that there was a lot of conversation about women, but nobody was talking with women like we are right now right. on the radio. Mm-hmm. And so I started a show called Inflection Point, where I spoke with women who uh, were building power and leading change to understand how they did it and what obstacles were in their way and what I could learn from them and in turn, what all of my listeners could learn from them. And so the book is really um, a distillation of those insights, which was catalyzed um, by the pandemic. So Hadley and I started working together um, about a year before the pandemic hit. She was my impact producer, helping us figure out how we could make the stories that we heard more. Yeah, isn't that a great, isn't that a great title? (laughs) How we can make these stories more actionable. And so when the pandemic hit, we had to pause production and we had time to reflect on on what we've learned. And so that's really what brings us here today. Well, uh, Lauren, by the way, my oldest daughter's name is Lauren also. So I I have a very fondness for the name as well, but Hadley is a cool name. I know. I like your your name, that's Hadley, Hadley. You know, (laughs) it's pretty badass. (laughs) My name is Dr. Nancy, but it's Nancy. I was named after my grandmother. She was big Nancy and I was little Nancy. Mm-hmm. And now I'm the only Nancy. But, uh-huh. <laughs> but I, I, I also had a very, I had strong women in my family as well. My mother, my, in fact, my guardian angels are my mother, my grandma, and to my, my, my two grandmothers, Anna and, and uh, Nancy. So, you know, I mean, I, if they, I, I'm all about guardian angels. So anyway, that's another that. story for another time. <laughs> but Hadley, you know, so the two of you uh, found one. How did you find each other, by the way? How did you, Hadley, how did you come together? 
We met as um, many great partnerships do through a friend of a friend. Um, I was looking for my next professional kind of opportunity and Lauren was looking for a collaborator. So we went and had coffee and talked about our backgrounds and our vision and our two daughters. We both have two daughters. So um, we have lots in in common, Um, although I have a little bit different background in the sense that you know, Lauren was more on the corporate track and I was more on the social justice uh, track. I'm an activist and a creative producer and have worked with lots and lots of different nonprofits and now actually run, have run some in the past and run a historic public garden in Occidental, California now, in addition to many things. But my training was in public health and that education really helped me, I think, formatively think about the the structures and systems um, that we all are influenced by through our upbringing or our community and culture or the world at large, right? Um, The one that we inherited or the one we've made. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So so that's kind of my orientation to the world and the work I do. And when Lauren was looking for someone to partner with, to take the content of the show and these incredible stories that, um, you know, conversations she was having with women and um, help make them even more actionable for her listeners. It seemed like um, a good thing to partner up and do. And so we did, we worked together for a while. And then when we decided to put the show on pause and she wanted to write a book and invited me to participate, I said, yes. So you said absolutely. Here. I yeah. said yes, absolutely. Well, and, and you know, I think since COVID and and in that whole period and what's going on now is tor- is storytelling. It's about relationships. I don't know about you, but during COVID is when I decided who I wanted to spend time with, mm. who I did not want to spend time with. And those the people that I chose were the ones that I had good relationships with or relationships that I wanted to build and grow with grow. And I and I think this is the book, you know, you've you find these women and, and men, of course, who who really understand, uh, you know, it's a good day to change the world. It's a good day. Every day is a good day. And, and I think what we want right now more than ever, ever is a positive approach. I'm tired of listening. You know, you, you turn the news on and it's always something awful. It's tragic. It's 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 demoralizing. You know, and it makes human beings feel like that we're just on the it, the edge of catastrophe. So this this is what we need. We need this right now. And I, and you know, my my foundation is Women Connect for Good, and I've had this foundation for a long, long time. And I've been doing these podcasts for a long, long time. And the thing is that people want to hear good news. They want to hear solutions and actionable things that they can do to make them feel good. But the most important thing that I see here, the two of you sitting here, is that you have two women supporting each other and making it happen. And when when you put five women, this is kind of one of my sayings, when you put five women in a room, they can solve a problem, they can figure out a solution, they they know how to budget it, and they know how to get it done. And we and that's what we're good at. But it, it really boils down to relationships. And this this book is all about that. And and you know, it's 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 a simple process, but uh the book. Okay, let's talk about the book because there's so much great advice, you know, and I think that's it about how do we help each other. And the one thing that's important that I've found, and I'm going to let you all talk, is that women have to ask for what they want. 
Mm. They, they not only have to show up, but they also use their voices, but they also have to ask for what they want. So let's start there. Why, why this book? Why this book now? Well, you hit on so many of the, of the, the great points and the context within which we were writing this book. Many of the women that I interviewed, well, when I started the show, actually, it was very, it was uh, more women leadership, more corporate focused. And as you know, and I started it in 2015, just as we thought we were going to see our first woman president. Yeah. Uh, which we all know how that turned out. Yeah. The pendulum. Yeah, I, went to, I, I think we all went to bed and we woke up the next morning and go, oh my God. Oh my God. Right. So which which is really an analog for women's progress. You know, we we move forward, we move backwards, we move forward even more, which is why I called the show inflection point, because I really do feel like we're at this moment where things are feeling worse before they're they're going to get better. And we've collected so much momentum. So at the time, at, at, as the show progressed, I started talking with women who were working on social, more social change issues like um, gun violence, climate chaos, reproductive justice. And they had so many incredible things to say. And um, we wanted to capture those insights and put them in, into a format that would be really easy to open up. You know, the book is, it's small, it's easy to open up. You can find yeah. a moment of inspiration sure, you can on any of its pages, depending on what you need that given day. What you need that day. <laughs> that day. And then as far as the relationships go, we, you know, who you choose to spend time with. I mean, Hadley and I, spent every Friday, we, we decided that we were going to spend every Friday working on this book uh, until it was done. Uh, you know, that was from the getting the agent to writing the proposal to actually writing the pages of the book. And I mean, Hadley, you can speak, you can, <laughs> we, we love talking about how we share, we were, we had our little separate bowls of nuts <laughs> because we weren't sharing food, but we were sharing ideas <laughs> while we worked. <laughs> Yeah, oh. sitting on Lauren's back porch often because, you know, she, we wanted to be outside the pandemic days and with our little bowl of nuts <laughs> or whatever. Sus yeah. Sustenance. Our sustenance. Um, yeah, and I think it was a really uh, scary time, you know, and, and your point about um, collaboration and, and looking for kind of the silver lining or the good is kind of why we decided to spend our time focusing on this project during the pandemic, because we really did want it to feel optimistic and possible to see things through to a different day. Um, you know, and, and at one point uh, we had gotten our agent and we had been writing the proposal and we were just kind of putting the finishing touches on it. We were on a call. Sometimes we would take calls instead of sitting outside if it was raining or freezing <laughs> or whatever. And we were on TV and Lauren's, one of Lauren's daughters, or we were watching TV and one of Lauren's daughters can, came down and was like, they're invading the Capitol. So January 6th is happening. Yeah. And it really just reinforced how important not only the the positive messages are but the idea that we can be part of of making the world a different place and yeah. and that we want to do it in a in a positive way that feels accessible and also takes care of ourselves um, along the way that we're not just giving all the time but that we're also carving out space for meeting our own needs as we yeah. go and, and and that's something that we really promote is women have to you, you have to put yourself on the top of the list Women, unfortunately, put themselves at the bottom oftentimes. And then the basket of goodies, they give out the goodies. And then when it's time that they need something, the basket is empty. So yeah. that's where it really is most important is that women don't have to take off the superwoman T-shirt underneath your, your 
corporate suit and say, wait a minute, I need some help here. And I think this is this is a thing that truly is going on right now is that there are so many women with so many talents and abilities, but there's things that you do, Lauren, and there's things that you, you do, Hadley, that I'm not good at. And I know I'm not good at. And so why not let you do that? Because you're really good at it. Lauren, you're really good at that. And, and then we come together and create this, not only positive relationships, but uh, Gloria Felt always talks about the infinite pie, that there's always enough pieces for everyone. And I think this is also something that women are learning because in the past it was about competition. It was about comparison and competition. And now it's about coming together and saying, wait a minute, you've got this, you've got that. Let's take our resources and put them together. Not only is it extremely cost-effective, but it's, you know what? It's a lot of fun. Exactly. It's we And actually, and I've interviewed Gloria and she's so inspiring. And we, one of the women uh, who, were, who was in the book is Rhea Sue, who was the head of the National Resources Defense Council and led the charge against um, all the egregiousness that was happening in Flint, Michigan with the lead in the, in the water pipes. Yeah. And she uh, actually signed on to be a sponsor of the first women's March. And, and when I asked her, what's the connection between the NRDC and, and, you know, women's equality and women's rights, she talked about how women are disproportionately affected by environmental injustice and the importance of coming together and finding yeah. each other and solidarity and strength, especially in this time when there are so many forces trying to push us apart from each other. Absolutely. Yeah, getting getting to the table and the decision makers. I mean, I think I think basically if more women were sitting at the table of decision making, we would have less less problems. We'd have good health care. We'd have great education. Our communities, we'd be healthier and safer. And uh, we would have things running very smoothly, but we've got to keep working on that. Now, I'm, I'm not, I'm talking about men and women also, because one of the things that we really promote with Women Connect for Good is finding like-minded people who, who understand this. But you know what? There's more of us. It's beginning to be more of us and less of them. And this is, this is the fun <laughs> part. This is the fun part. Yeah, well, we absolutely uh, have to work together. We need, we need men to be part of this. There's no way that, you know, women cannot do it as strong as we are together. We, we need men to be part of this and men will benefit too yeah. from a more equal society. Well, and, and not only that, the diversity and inclusion of women of all different races and backgrounds yes. and men of all races and backgrounds, we have to come together. You know, we can't have these silos and these kingdom comes that, you know, here you are, here you are, because we'll never, ever get to the finish line. And yeah. you know, nobody gets anywhere alone. And look at the two of you. You are, you are a wonderful example of that. Okay, the book talks about a lot of advice and, uh, you know, and, and I want people to go to the book. So we're, we're going to kind of kind of give them a little sneak preview. But, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, I said every story gives advice and, and there's example of that advice. But the vision. You know, and I think the vision and the, and what you want to create with this book, what what can people expect or what can people uh, want to to receive after buying the book, reading the book and, and walking away and going, aha, this is yes. my aha moment. So what do you want from that? Well, we, we had we had a lot of conversations about what do we mean by a feminist future, mm -hmm. because that word is actually quite loaded and it and it and it always has been. Yeah. Um, and for us, the definition is a world that is equal, just, and full of joy. It's right. that simple for all genders. 
for mm-hmm. every, where everyone can thrive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so how do we get to that world? And, and the, from listening back to the conversations, you know, over 200 of them that I had over the course of five years, we discovered that there was a pattern for change that anyone can use to apply to anything in their lives, be it, you know, at work, at home or in, in the world. Um, and that, and it's, a, so it's a five-step framework um, that starts with imagine, mm-hmm. then moves on to prepare, mm-hmm. create, transform, and share. And we don't think of it as a linear thing necessarily, although it is helpful if it goes in that order, but depending on where you are in any process, once you get to the share part, you can start all over again, or you can inspire someone to open their imagination. Yeah. So all of the stories are organized into each of those chapters to reinforce uh, each of the ideas. So if you were to open um, the Imagine chapter, you would run into a young activist named Isha Clark, who's an environmental activist, or you'll find Fabiana Rodriguez, who's um, a cultural organizer and artist. Uh, and you go all the way to the end at Share, and you find um, Betty Reed Soskin, who is one of the, the oldest park ranger in America, um, and go and and she, I believe she's almost to, to be 101 at this point, really? wow. or two possibly. Yeah. She, she might have made it to 102, and she's been going around the country giving talks about Black lives. Um, and and the importance of storytelling and and calling back to you know that she knew her uh, gra- grandmother who was a, a slave, so um, great grandmother excuse me. So we've got this range these range of women that demonstrate how you as a reader can take matters into your own hands and make a difference. Yeah, and I'll just add we we consciously um, you know worked to have a representative sample as much as possible from the interviews. So we've got, um, you know, different ages, like Lauren just talked about. Isha Clark, I think, was 16 or 17 when Lauren Lauren interviewed her. Betty Reed was, you know, over 100. We've got people from different parts of the country and focusing on different issues and some that are very, very well known, like Gloria Steinem and Sarah Silverman and Lily Tomlin, but then others that are, are lesser known, but doing equal important work or just emerging um so so we really feel like the idea of what you were saying um earlier about how we have to do this together is reflected um not only in this the the tools and the advice that are in the book but in the representation of the voices that that you get to to experience yeah so the book is the book is about collaboration the book is the overall message that it to what you want to share but but again what what happens in you know the book is a of course the book will be a bestseller why wouldn't it be (laughs) that's the goal (laughs) so what what's next what's what would be next well as far as what we want the reader to take away we we want everyone to feel like they have the power to change the world we want we want people to say to themselves i trust in myself that i have the power to make a difference and Secondly, and equally as important, um, we talk about the ability to sustain yourself. So every every single profile, uh, there are 30 people featured in the book, there's a little bit of a backstory, there's tools to change the world, and then there's advice to keep going. And we feel like that is, I mean, I think Hadley does such a beautiful job about talking about why that's so important. Yeah. Um, and actually, why don't you for a second? Because we, we've really emphasized this idea that you can't just be out there pounding 
on doors and making your voice heard and sitting at the table and making change if you don't take a step back and think about how you're going to sustain yourself along the way. Yeah, I would I would say that the common theme um, that we found in all of the stories when we went back to look at how do these women take care of themselves and keep doing this hard work was around kind of rest and community and joy and in in all different iterations and and one of the the women in particular her name is Sean Korn she is an internationally known yogi and kind of mindfulness um, wellness instructor and she talks about um you know the idea that we can't let fatigue overwhelm us that we have to um you know really focus on ourselves so that we have the strength for ourselves as well as for our our community um our children um that the the exhaustion that we often feel when we're talking about political issues or we're trying to change the status quo in some ways is strategic and somewhat politically motivated. And so it's actually an act of resistance, if you want to think about it that way, to say, wait, time out, pause, I am going to step back and take care of myself or take care of my community and and let someone else pick up the mantle of this particular cause. Um, because if we're all exhausted and fatigued and oh, burnt yeah. out, we can't yeah. do anything. So yeah. Um, that's a really important part, I think, of this book is balancing, you know, the change with the the care. Yeah. Uh, learning to say no. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Learning to, yeah. Learning to prioritize. And I do I do these little videos every day. And it really is. I'm most of the time I'm talking to myself, but it really is about women. Uh, it's the power to it's taking care of yourself. Uh you know, but I also talk about being, the fear that that women experience. But you know, we we we're we're at a time though that it's not it's, we can't get too comfortable. You know, yeah. the one no. thing I do say is that women need to be get used to being being comfortable, uncomfortable in different situations. That's how we learn. That's how we grow. But the overall message is it starts with us. You know, it, when it when the when the, the end of the day, you know, I know that. Uh, if I haven't taken care of myself, I'm not going to be good at anything. And and you have to really sometimes get that point across to women that this is this is about you. And and that's why I always start these these podcasts out, these conversations out. This is about you. And I, sometimes women just kind of I can just see them kind of push back. You know, it's like about <laughs> me. Yes, you're both very very important. And and we need more voices such as yours. We need these voices. And uh, we, we've got some things coming up we'd like to involve you in that are pretty, pretty exciting. So I'm going to have uh, Melissa get in touch with you. But uh, when I do these conversations, when I have these, I'm, it's about me developing relationships with you all. And it's not about, oh, thank you very much. See you later. But it's really mm -hmm. about building this community of like-minded people who really, I'm, I'm all about it's a good day for change, to change the world for good. I'm just, that's what I do. That's what I, I do. And, I when love I find, it. and when I find women like you, I go, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we I mean, that's that that whole idea of a virtuous circle and each of us building on on the next person's work mm. and complementing it and making it stronger is yeah. so important. Well, we have a wonderful call lift lift up campaign. We lift as we rise. If you're going mm. up, you're lifting someone else as you go up. If we all did that every day. So we have we have 52 weeks of ways you can lift one another up. 
So yeah. uh, we'll get you involved in that. But again, there's some things coming up that I think you really would like to be a part of. Wonderful. Fantastic. Yeah. I would be thrilled to engage and, and look forward to meeting you personally. But uh, like I said, this is a great book. I'll put it back up again. No, thank you. <laughs> It's a good day. It's a good day to change the world. Inspiration and advice from the feminist future. So how do they reach? How do they buy this book? Where do they reach you all? Okay. Well, the book is available at itsagooddaybook.com. And there's also an audio book. We just finished recording the audio book. We, wow. I, I, I did the narration and then we have an incredibly talented narrator reading the women's stories. Um, and we're telling everyone to get one for yourself, get one for a friend and get one for your local library fantastic that's that so it's a good day book.com has all the different ways you can purchase it it's available at independent bookstores barnes noble amazon bookshop etc okay, okay. Yeah. well anything else that's coming up well let us know let women connect for good know if there's something you that's coming up we love to promote we love to share as well so and storytelling i i'm, I'm now part of the women's national women's history museum oh wonderful all about storytelling the stories of so many, we really, women come from a place of abundance. We just, the, the history books have not shared the stories to tell other women just all about that. So, so again, we do, we're, we're, we're coming from places that are so absolutely wonderful that we'll continue to share. And we, and we continue to find women that want to do just the same thing. So congratulations right. on your new book. Thank I you. Very, the greatest uh, success in all ways and it's been wonderful talking to you also we will be in touch this is not the last time you've heard from me have a great day you love too it, thanks Nancy. so much thank you so thank much it's been wonderful you. talking to you have a, have a good day thank all you right. take, take care, care. bye-bye if you enjoy these smart amazing conversation please subscribe rate and review them on apple podcasts spotify amazon or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and read and enjoy more amazing stories in my books, In This Together, How Successful Women Support Each Other in Work and Life, and Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life. Thank you for listening. <laughs>